1: Hey everybody,
0: it's the Indie Mayhem Show number 60. It's uh, Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron here on the Twitter, uh, video producer here in the Pittsburgh area for uh, the IWC, the RWA, and uh, so much more. uh, Montreal Theory, Finding Zach Gown, all kinds of fun stuff we're doing around here. And of course with me, as usual, is my compatriot from San Antonio, Texas. It's Eamon Payton, at Eamon, please, to please on the Twitter uh, for Inspire Pro Wrestling down there. How you doing, sir?
2: I am doing fantastic. I'm feeling much better this week. Uh, I know last week. Oh, good. Week,
0: yes. Yeah. Got, I, they got I, weird I, last week. I was
2: absent for, for certain reasons, uh, reasons that came up. Minutes before we're going That's to okay. start recording, so. we
0: filled in and we talked to a sound guy in Indie Wrestling. It was, though, <laughs> <laughs> we had a good conversation with Matt Carlins and in, uh, in, in Wheels last week. Uh, so, thank you, thanks to them for uh, dropping in at the last minute there. Uh, so, uh, and of course, you got a great guest uh, here uh, uh, from your neck of the woods here this week. But first, please check us out. We're at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can subscribe to this and other shows on iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, all kinds of places. And you can also please drop us a line and let us know about what Indie wrestling you're into or if you know the guest uh if we've announced the guest for the week any questions so four one two two zero six wms 0 or goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com um and you can also uh, uh drop in live about 11 p.m eastern time 10 p.m central for amen uh at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com uh, every tuesday night and big thanks to basic sickness.com uh basic sickness does the intro music for this in the wrestling mayhem show uh so uh pittsburgh original thanks uh, for, uh, uh, for tossing that to
2: us so we can spruce things up a little bit around here amen who are we talking to this week this week, we have a, a very special guest, like you said, from my neck of the woods down here in Texas, uh, really one of the uh, more prominent stars of independent wrestling across the state of Texas. Uh, he has won multiple championships uh, across the state, You know, competed for multiple organizations in this state as well, uh, and is definitely all-around one to uh, really keep your eye on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Indie Mayhem Show this week, the Texas Lion Carson.
1: Carson, how are you doing this evening? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm doing great. Thank you all for having me on.
2: No problem. Uh, So I guess to sort of start this off, we start off mainly with kind of an icebreaker sort of question, per se, uh, to to kind of get into how everything started with you. Uh, So I'd like to ask to start. uh, What was your first ever memory of uh, professional wrestling?
1: First memory. I was in middle school and I made friends with a guy named Cody Grubbs and he always talked about wrestling. I didn't know what he was talking about. And one day I spent the night at his house and he had a poster on the wall of a big muscular guy with long hair. And I said, Whoa, who is that? He said, that's Triple H. That's my favorite wrestler. And then he pulls this bin out from under his bed and it's just full of action figures, all wrestlers. <laughs> and he tells me who everybody is. And then he brings out the ring and I'm like, man, this stuff's awesome. And he says, well, it's Monday. Wait till tonight. There's a show called raw. And so when that came on, that was the first time I watched it and I was just hooked. I saw, I saw things like Tajiri backflipping and spinning green mist, you know, and then Chris mm-hmm. Jericho was the rock star of the show. And then The Rock was this guy that went out and talked trash. And then Triple H was the bodybuilder, you know, the guy that you, you wouldn't want to see in a back alley. And I thought, okay, I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of this. And obviously I haven't. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Definitely if you've if you stuck to
2: it. Uh, uh, going from watching it sort of as a fan uh, and, and transitioning into becoming a wrestler did you have any you know sort of sports background or or anything that you were involved with uh before deciding to train to become a professional wrestler you
1: know actually man not much uh when i was younger in middle school i played all the sports but when i got to high school i was kind of uh, kind of an outcast type kid didn't know what i wanted to do i couldn't really fit in with anybody I, so i wanted to be a cool kid but i also liked hanging out with the nerds and i wanted to be a football player but I like to hang out with artistic kids, you know, that didn't do all that. So I never knew what to do with myself. And it wasn't until after high school I started, you know, I found out what bodybuilding was. I started working out and then I got into wrestling.
2: Awesome. And then, and if I'm mistaken, you started training in uh, Austin, if, if I'm correct, under
1: uh, George De La Isla. Exactly. Yeah. In 2000, June, 2009 is when I started over there.
2: So what was that like uh, finally making that decision to become a professional wrestler? And was it as hard as you thought it would be, like going into it? Where uh, were you surprised by it in any way? Uh, did anything sort of uh,
1: stick out to you? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember exactly how it happened. I, I kept telling my dad I wanted to be a wrestler, and he, you know, he kept saying no, go to college, keep going to college. And mm-hmm. finally, I talked him into it. And I, you know, I stopped going to college and I called George A. Isla, and he was the nicest guy ever. And he told me he would train me exactly how I needed, and I, you know, give me all the basics I needed. So. I finally met up with him, went to the school, and seeing, you know, the ring, you know, my very first ring I could ever get into, a real ring, getting into that, and just feeling the ropes and feeling what it felt like under your feet and trying to run and climb. You know, it's just such an amazing feeling saying, hey, I'm actually going to do this. And then you get into the actual training, and the first night I couldn't lift my head off my pillow because we mm-hmm. were learning how to take bumps. And, you know, it stayed like that for a few months. Your body just couldn't get used to it. You know, we're purposely hurting ourselves and then you know after you know a few months you get used to it and then you start learning you know more basics and more moves and you never get unsore you just get used to being sore uh. definitely
2: and and going from like you said you started in 2009 and and i would consider now now in 2013 and even many years before that you become i would say one of the more prominent wrestlers on the independent scene in texas i think when people think of texas wrestling you like, you're one of the top ones that really comes to mind. Uh, what, what has it been like sort of rising up the ranks and, and, and how do you feel, what do you feel has gotten, to you, gotten you to the places that you are now?
1: Um, when I first started wrestling and getting myself out there, uh, going to these different shows, I didn't know anybody. But I, even though I didn't know who anybody was, I could look at the matches and look in the locker room and see who was important and who was not necessarily important. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I'm going to be good at this, I got to hang out with the guys that are important. And when I was sitting in these locker rooms, I saw guys like Mike Dell, Scott Summers, uh, Tim Storm, uh, Mike Fox, you know, different guys, you know, all big muscular guys that look like professional TV wrestlers. And I thought, I need I need to learn from these guys, you know, firsthand. And so I slowly made friends with them. And it's hard. It's hard to get into those circles, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, our um, – our wrestling is a lot like a high school there's circles you know different friends and there's that top circle and in that top circle we're all really close but at the same time we're fighting for that top spot but that's what keeps us so close we're all competitive and we try 100% every day and I learned that little by little and I became friends with these guys and learned their secrets of bodybuilding and wrestling and promos and how to carry yourself as a professional and that's honestly you know how I've gotten to where I am now because of all those guys
2: definitely and and I, I could, you know, look at those names that you kind of listed off, and I can kind of see a little bit of the influences of, like, just your style and and the presence that you have in the ring. Because I think that's one of your definitely biggest strengths is that you have a very great uh, presence uh, whenever you do wrestle. Um, talk about, you know, sort of some of the names that you've gotten to face. I know this past year as well, it's been a big year for you. Uh, I know you got to wrestle uh, Satoshi Kojima for the NWA uh, World Heavyweight Championship back when you he held back when you he held the belt. Um and, and you know, I've gotten to face some of the best in Texas and even travel out, you know, to other areas as well. Uh, what's been some of your greatest opponents, I guess is the best way to put it, as as people that you may have learned from or just people you really enjoyed wrestling? Uh,
1: the two men that I've learned more from than anybody else in wrestling ever. And it's because I wrestled them and learned from them along the you know, along our tour best of each other. We you know, we are uh, Rob Conway and Charlie Haas. Mm those two guys their minds if we could just cut open their minds and look at it and just see how much they know about wrestling you would be amazed
2: awesome definitely and, and you know I, I would think from you because i know you mentioned it a lot of times before one of your big goals is getting to the top and getting to wwe or, or you know with any sort of mainstream sort of topic uh promotion um, and I would think from guys like Conway and Charlie Haas, those are the guys to kind of look to you as you know guys that have made it up there and and, and have those experiences uh, uh, competing for the top organization.
1: Yeah. What was the question?
2: Oh, just sort of is that that's sort of your focus, right? Sort of you know. Yeah, that-
1: and they, yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. There. Yeah, and uh, and the, and name I forgot also was Lance Hoyt. But he's another one. He's mm-hmm. been there, and he teaches. You know they. They tell me these things because they see the potential in me. So they know they're not wasting their breath. They know they know I'm going to use this information. Every bit of information they give me, I'm going to use it. And uh, they tell me everything. They say, hey, kid, when you get up there, you know, you, they don't like this. They do like this. Do some of this. Don't do some of this. And, you know, that's, you know, it's like I'm listening because I want to get to a, a point, And they're helping because they believe I can get to that point. And, you know, not only is it fun to go out and steal the show with these guys, but it's even funner to get to the back and hear hear from them what I could work on and, you know, what I did great, things like that. Definitely.
2: And uh, sort of going into uh, now, obviously, we're sort of in the the early part of the year, um, and obviously in this part people sort of make goals and, and resolutions uh, uh, as far as their life goes, but also a lot of wrestlers make uh, wrestling resolutions. Uh, is mm-hmm. there any that stick out to you as stuff you want to accomplish this year?
1: Uh, exactly. I You will see me. Uh, if I have, if if I can do anything about it, I'm trying my hardest right now. You will see me in New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2015.
2: Definitely. I mean, you got the chance to wrestle Kojima. So you've gotten to see what that's like as well. So.
1: Yeah. And I, I, they, they know who I am. Every contact over there has, they have my resume and we've talked and they know who Carson is for sure. And it's just a matter of time before I get into one of those rings over
2: there. Awesome. Definitely, would love to see that. Um, a new question we've, that we've kind of sort of adopted as one of our regular ones on the show uh, to sort of dive into um, sort of the process of what the wrestlers sort of go through as well is, um, is there anything in particular that you're watching uh, or studying, uh, whether it's like a in wrestling, if there's a particular genre that you're currently into or, 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 or specific wrestler stuff that you're watching? Uh, uh, is there anything that uh, you're sort of watching uh, currently?
1: Yeah, uh, currently and I've, you know, I've done this the past few years. Uh, the years 2000 to 2003-ish or 4-ish, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are what really influenced my my uh, childhood and now my career. You know, and why I do certain things I do in the ring. Because you know, one thing some of the guys are missing now is like you were talking about. I have a presence. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, the presence is something you you know, it's it's kind of like the impact. You either naturally have it a little bit. But at the same time, you got to work your ass on every little bit, you know, to keep it and make sure you stay believable. And, and I don't see a lot of guys with it right now in WWE. But back then, 2001, 2002, everybody that stepped in that ring was, was a rock star. You, you looked at me and said, man, this guy right here, that's a pro wrestler. That's a celebrity, you know, superstar. Mm-hmm. And when I watch those guys, you go back and you watch the matches and, you know, they don't they do not do much at all. There's very few moves. And that's how I like to wrestle. I just, you know, very simple, old school punch, kick, and, you know, bring my big stuff out at the end when I'm really trying to win. And that's how they wrestled, because they didn't need all the moves. They just had a presence about them. And I'm glad you mentioned that early because that's what I'm all about, wrestling. It's, You know, we're entertainers at the same time. And mm-hmm. it's great if you can go out there and wrestle and do every move, but it doesn't matter if you can't tell a story along with it.
2: And it kind of goes to, like, what you mentioned, like, when you first got into a watch in middle school, is because it caught your, caught your attention or caught your eye. And, and, and you know, that whole thing of presence, I think, really aided, aided in that. And Like you said, those kind of guys from that era uh, definitely had it in spades. So I, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, sort of to kind of close this out, and it's the question that we, uh, we asked all our guests, and, and they tend to take it in very different uh, directions across uh, the indie wrestling landscape. So feel free to uh, to take it however, uh, however you wish. But uh, uh, the question I have for you is what is your best and worst thing about uh, independent wrestling?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh the best thing the best thing is definitely i get to make my own schedule you know i'm my mm-hmm. own manager and if i want to wrestle somewhere i can wrestle there and if i and if i don't want to wrestle i can say no you know i pick and choose my battles uh the worst thing about independent wrestling are promoters that book crappy talent and uh, because uh you know the shows that are all crappy talent which obviously i don't get involved with those shows but there's some shows that are half and half, great guys and half the crap, and I it's just a pain in the ass being on those shows because, in order to make a product look good, the whole product has to look good. You can't you can't go out there, you know, and give everybody you know you can't turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah, and that's one that's one of the first things I ever learned in pro wrestling from George Daly La <laughs> and and you know and sometimes I have to get in the ring with them and, and it's just it's not fair to us the guys that really really work hard and want to do something with this. You know, having to deal with stuff like that, guys that don't care, and I wish the guys that didn't care would just stop showing up. And that sounds so, you know, it makes me sound I mean, kind of like an asshole, but it's it's just yeah. the hard, the cold truth, you know.
2: No, definitely, and, and I think people can kind of see from the promotions that you work as well. It's 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 very much the high level. So it, like like the names that you listed, that that kind of level of talent that that really separates those companies from others. Um, so, so I definitely see that. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much, Carson, for coming on the show and, and, and sharing a, a bit of your story. Uh, if people uh, listening want to follow you on social media or if you're wrestling any upcoming shows, uh, feel free to uh, plug away.
1: Yeah, man. You know, I got a Facebook under Houston Carson. I have an Instagram at Houston Carson, all lowercase. And my Twitter is at Carson underscore TX. And I'm on all three of those all the time. I have new statuses and pictures and I promise you, you, will not be bored if you come follow me. <laughs> definitely, definitely.
2: And, and if, if you uh, ever see Carson on a Bill for an upcoming show, I would definitely encourage you to go check it out because uh, I can encourage you that you will not be disappointed. So uh, thank you once again, Carson. And, and me and Sorg now are going to dive into some of the stuff that happened this week in the world of independent wrestling.
0: That's right, Eamon! We're gonna talk about some wrestling and of course, uh, well first a little plug uh, you know, what I'm about to talk about is actually available over on Pittsburgh Wrestling or yeah, PittsburghWrestling.com or IndieWrestling.us. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff going over on over there um, you know, including you know, this show that I'm about to mention Cage Combat and Film from this past Saturday night and we got some stuff from Vicious Outcast Wrestling uh, which you know, upcoming will have their scaffold match that I've been hearing about uh, from from, uh, here in the area uh saturday night as well. Uh Tommy Dreamer at IWC reloaded last month's uh seasons beatings with the RWA Johnny Gargano's uh best of part one with uh Prime Cuts for Prime Wrestling. We got one coming up actually with Gregory Iron CM Punk improved Gregory Iyer, there's going to be a best of there of him coming up in Prime Wrestling PWO as well in the Ohio area, so in Cleveland technically. Uh, but like I mentioned, there was Cage Fury this past weekend. Um, a lot of fun going Ooh. up there. It, the furthest out we go for a show around here, Amen. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Two and a half hours may sound like nothing for Texas, probably.
2: Two and I mean, it's still good. It's still a good trip. <laughs> it's a good say. chunk when the, generally the
0: shows that I deal with are like 45 minutes from my house. like yeah, Like an hour is the worst. And that's like visiting V.O.W. And in this case, it, it's one of those, you know, IWC, we do a lot of production in this. There's a, not as, as many theatrics as I show you the guy with face paint. <laughs> um, uh, Crimson I, Hul- I will
2: say that there's the one thing I do kind of like about IWC compared to just stuff I see in Texas, too, is in Texas, there's not a lot of traveling organizations. Right. There'll be people that will sort of work one city. So right. it's cool to see somebody like IBC getting out to, you know, Clearfield and, and Elizabeth and, and, and all these other, you know, all yeah. these other areas. whole
0: other atmosphere, right? Um, yeah. I mean, and it's, um, they do Clearfield, they do Meadville once a year, they used to do Franklin once a year, and they've kind of always done that. Like, they always base out of, like, you know, an area, like, like Elizabeth for their major shows. Um, but... That they, they were in Mount, Mount Monroeville, the other side of town, for a while, I guess. Um, but yeah, they always do this, they always like used to run down to Union Town. And I don't know, maybe it's because uh, geographically, how, how it kind of works around here. Um, <laughs> but uh, or, or even like RWA will, will go down to Cal U for those big shows, yeah, you know. Um, which maybe it's more I, of a
2: northeastern thing. I don't
0: know, I don't know maybe, it maybe it is, maybe it is, maybe I think she had graphically because you know, I, I noticed this with California, like towns aren't clustered. In the same manner they are here, you know, or they are clustered, you know, like I know, like when I was in San around San Francisco, it seemed like there would be like four towns together, right? And then nothing, and mountains, and highway, and then uh, like four more towns together. Whereas it's kind of intersparse, you know, around here. Uh, and maybe that's that's part of it, they get to spread out a little bit. Um, and and this is nice, like you say, it's out there, it's kind of up in the mountains, (laughs) like we're almost to New York State. When we go out to this thing, and um, and, and it's a different crowd, and, and and the one thing is kind of a thing I've always been critical about these is like kind of saying you know we do all these storylines with IWC, um, yeah. and progress all these ones, and I don't think, and I can see at the DVD table, nobody buys anything except for the other shows from Clearfield you know
2: that's that's
0: interesting and um they're not interested in what happens in meadville they're not interested in what happens you know what happened last month even with tommy dreamer you know winning the belt or whatever they're interested in wrestling that happens there in clearfield and and that's it that's really it you know is it more i
2: i'm Thinking, I, I when I when I hear that, I feel like it's sort of a thing where they value more of the live experience, maybe. I think so. I, stuff I, they got to see. And, there's you know.
0: a lot of, especially they're not interested in the digital downloads so much. I don't think there's much internet up there in Clearfield. I feel like, <laughs> That's um, true. or or people at least that, that, that partake in that. I guess you know it's kind of a it's a different world when it comes to that. Um, I mean, this is at a fairgrounds. This is this is a building at the fairgrounds that that we're mm-hmm. showing. This this is in. Um, I've never been to their fair. I've only participated in this building i realize i've been to clearfield a lot of times at this point over the years but um but but they are doing all these theatrics and they and and um but yeah and i think a lot of them because i've noticed because like when something would happen when there's a big interaction at ringside with where like somebody will come up to me at the table you know i had a guy actually we were not done and a guy walked right in front of my uh crowd mic and was asking Uh me, so how much is this DVD going to be? I'm like,
2: shut up! (laughs) (laughs) And
0: I felt bad because he didn't stick around until when the show actually ended that I could actually talk with him. But, yeah, this uh, more than any other place, people will come up to me where I'm working at the DVD. I'm live switching. I'm kind of involved in things. I'm live switching. Well, you're you're the DVD
2: man. I'm the DVD
0: guy, you know? Um, And, uh, you know, asking about it, and it's, it's really interesting. Um, uh of course, you know, retirement match for Cato. Uh, you know, if you're in the area, you know who this guy is. I don't know if he's really con anywhere else, uh, but uh he's been around for ages, ages. Uh but uh another you know, they he's only really done IWC shows, at least in the recent years, up there in Clearfield for this. So um but no, really good really good fun time. They they brought the cage. Um, they're doing something different. Second show under Justin Plummer. Um, he actually started here. Um, I think he said four years ago to the day he was kind of the fill in, um, um, commentator, not commentator, uh, uh um, announcer for the night. Uh, so, uh, and now he's the owner four years later uh, yeah. kind of an interesting uh, story to share there that night uh but a lot of fun um you know a good wrestling show uh we often go to these shows and they're definitely the b shows right you know in comparison to so, i mean we did there was no dalton castle rj city only the super indie belt was defended only half of the tag team champions was there but we did get jock samson and we did get you know uh you know andrew palace Chess flexor uh you know it, it, we got some significant stuff and we had a good show regardless and also good mm-hmm. to see especially with a recent conversation: Women's wrestling returning as well. Marty yeah. Bell, Marty Bell, and Angel Dust, who are definitely no sloshes as far as the, the women's indie scene goes. Um, so, so good to see them there, and I'm hoping that continues. It, it, it's going to be really telling because we always seem to have a ladies' match when we go to Clearfield, um, but will we have them when we come back to uh, Elizabeth and White Oak? Right. Um, so. There's that, um, but no, a lot of fun. I, I don't really have much else to say about it though. It was it was another IWC show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good, a lot though. of fun. It was a lot of fun.
2: If you if you as, as long as there's nothing like horrible like tra- tragic that happened, then that's usually pretty good. <laughs> hey, considering
0: a year ago what happened to this show, which a year ago I was very very angry because somebody did something stupid at ringside and broke one of my cameras. Yes. Um, then he's not around anymore, which is kinda of interesting. Uh but uh it's it, you know, it, no, I, I it was really cool it's it's such a it's a, such a drag to go all the way out, you know out for a show like this. Right. Um but I came away feeling really good, you know? Uh I really uh you know, I, I, I had a good vibe for that two and a half hour drive that ended up <laughs> like, you know, going to bed at five thirty in the morning. And I know people have worse drives, you know, we have people from Buffalo and who knows what else um but uh you know it's a uh, oh there's a fan cam of an old iwc show that came up next in this video that's interesting uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no it was yeah it was a lot of fun and they kind of like you know i i need more of those shows and i don't know what it is but uh the last few that i've gone to i i get that feeling a bit more especially with uh the iwc you know with the way things are going over there so right. yeah, you know, really cool really cool experience there so i don't know what's going on what's got, got your attention now, you know maybe we should have you speak a little bit because we you really wanted to talk about the <laughs> what was it kaylee and, uh, uh, Kimberly and, Kimberly. and uh,
2: Chris Dickinson yeah yeah we, we talked about that last week because they kind of broke around that point about the stuff that was happening in Beyond Wrestling right uh, some controversial stuff uh uh it I think it's very interesting the uh, I, I'm more interested usually in the response of these situations from fans and, and just people online or whatever as opposed to uh, you know the, the actual like need of it. Uh, I I think, and Beyond Wrestling spoke of this, and I I kind of agree with them on the fact that I think a lot of people made this an issue of intergender wrestling. Uh, and I I don't know about that because I, I I think a lot of people in response to this sort of give a blanket definition, being like this is why intergender wrestling is bad, and this right. is why intergender wrestling isn't good. I I don't think you can label a genre of professional wrestling because of one instance. I have seen a lot of good intergender wrestling that doesn't involve the things that were done in this match. Um, That's very safe on both parts. And that's very, um, you know, not in a sense of, I think, and one of the big things was like talking about how women sort of, because of their want to prove themselves in a male uh, dominated industry that they would want to take these kind of risks. Um, and, and I guess that point can be argued, but I think in, it's it's mainly a case of all wrestlers take these kind of risks in an mm-hmm. attempt to get over, you know, male or female. That's the way I see it. Um, I, I, but there was some really interesting response that came from it. Uh, Beyond Wrestling, I think, uh, did really well. Uh, Kimberly released a video uh, talking about how she, was, she went to go – she went to a doctor to sort of, you know, make sure nothing was wrong. And she, they cleared her to wrestle the next weekend. She was fine. You know, there was no injuries out of this. Um, and and uh, Beyond Wrestling, in response, said that they would be punishing both Kimberly and Chris Dickinson for their actions. Uh, because, like, I think another good point is that you only really saw two, like, a minute or a half of a, of a much longer match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because that's the part, the part of it that went viral. Um, and people noted that Kimberly was the aggressor of most of the match. She got in a lot of offense and she even got in an unprotected chair shot as well. So it's, it's, I don't think it's a part of one wrestler being unsafe. It's, it's a case of two wrestlers having a very certain match. And I've actually had the privilege of working with Kimberly at Inspire Pro Wrestling, uh, back in January and she's phenomenal. And, and she's one of my favorite, uh, female independent wrestling talents, um, I think it's an unfortunate situation all around, but hopefully stuff like that will kind of subside. I, I think it has subsided, really. And even Beyond Wrestling, uh, uh, for a period of time when they were releasing the raw footage from this event, uh, donated all the proceeds to uh, to Boston University uh, for their research on concussion testing and, and, and stuff of that nature, which I think is really good. And I think that's the big thing. Uh, it, it goes to what we were talking about in previous weeks on The Mayhem Show about there's a level of trust and there's a level of safety that comes with professional wrestling and especially with concussions and, and, and with that stuff. And we even kind of talked about that on this week's Mayhem show with the whole, uh, build thing. Uh, so it's, it's, it's more, it's more parents. Um, and I, I personally hate, I don't think any, any person should still be doing unprotected chair shots in 2015 mm-hmm. with the knowledge that we have now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I think the situation was handled pretty well, though. And then, um, yeah, it, as long as it gets people talking, I I, I, and I guess, in, in a way, Beyond Wrestling got kind of a bit of success by it because, I mean, the clip was shared mm-hmm. by pretty much everyone. Yeah,
0: the clip I'm looking at here on Beyond's site is uh, over 90, 91,000 views. Yeah. Um, and and there's a discussion I was having with somebody over the weekend about how Beyond is just killing it as far as using social media, getting Absolutely. the word out there. we We talked about in the past and they really headlined, you know, they really spear- spearheaded that, you know, uh, something like this, they made, you know, for better or worse that it happened. And it's a, okay, we got to do something about this. Kind of yeah. to the point where <clears throat> when uh, a few years ago, I, it was just telling, you know, right, You know, talking with somebody about this the other day too. Uh, I did that prom wrestling show and it was mm-hmm. Rhino against Jason Bain up in Cleveland. And uh, the ring imploded in the middle of the match right before intermission, mind you, too. Um, and they uh, <laughs> just ran into the 10 most horrifying wrestling injuries of all time next time. Oh, that's fun. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't wait for this one. I might, I might tag this for later. Um, Cause this shows Goldberg and, uh, at heart first, uh, but anyways uh, uh, but no, but like when the ring collapsed, and I was ringside on camera when that happened, and, 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 and it went down, and I, I'm just like, I'm on the head side with the guy, I'm like, dude, you get this on YouTube tonight, I'm, I'm like get this on yeah. YouTube tonight, this is gonna be great, and it got them ex- it got them some, some you know they, they got and, 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 hundreds- and to, be
2: honest, to be honest, credit, it was actually originally, like I think a fan cam footage on Facebook that got, that was originally what went viral oh, right, right. So, and, so, and, and but what, then I'm, they what I'm seeing it looks
0: footage. like it, it's it's it looks like they just put back to back the raw footage from each camera they had on hand.
2: They did. They, they released okay. that to sort so you of, can
0: see every of angle that. of yo. Know, how did she take that move? How did she take that chair shot? And you can scrutinize it as wrestlers, as fans, and everything, which mm-hmm. is you know, and and really it, it, there
2: it, was the people that were gonna find that video that. <clears throat> that never watched Beyond Wrestling before, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. It, they, they, they're either going to react in two ways. They're, they're going to be angry about it and not watch Beyond Wrestling, which they already were not already were doing. Or they're going to see something, and, and maybe they're going to follow what Beyond Wrestling and, and does. You, even, and
0: and it, they've even dressed this up, too, because they're like, hey... Um, here, if I can pull up the video. Um, here, uh, the she responds with updates on her condition following the match. Uh, he responds to the controversy on, in his match. You know, <laughs> and I don't know if they're kayfabe for real, whatever. But still, they're drawing they're,
2: they're, you in. they're very much. Uh, I because I saw both uh, Dickinson one was a bit more recent. They're very much on the line between sort of kayfabe and right, right, and,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And and like they're they're being super smart about how they're using YouTube. Um, and, and, and you know, just staying in everybody's mindset here, too. Yeah, yeah, and even, yeah, he looks like he's kind of promoted out from, from, uh.
2: Yeah, uh, his is yeah. a bit more promoed. Uh, yeah. And Kimber's is more of a kind of shoot-esque, like Because Kimber's was more of a, I'm okay, guys. Like, and I I'm, you know, I'm sort of reassuring people that she was fine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's in, you can, you can treat that situation to raise. You can treat it like, uh, you know uh i'm trying to think of the phrasing but you can treat it as if it doesn't exist mm-hmm. and then you, you can try to ignore it and hope people will ignore it or, or forget about it or you can respond to it and you can you know do what they did it's that's much smarter than anything and there's going to be people that are you know ups going to be upset and are not going to like anything that beyond mm-hmm. wrestling would would say about it, you know, so I, I you know, and those people are are going to, you know, ne- just not going to be ever be happy with any of the situation.
0: No, no, because no. it's definitely a atypical situation uh, all, all over the place. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. So, um, but hey, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, this You're always going to see stuff like this, especially in the Indies, where they're not as scrutinized typically as WWE. I mean, you know, we talked, we had a big new conversation on Wrestling Man show about what the trainer did with Bill, Bill DeMott. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's equal or worse conditions sometimes in training facilities on the indies because nobody's yeah. looking at that stuff. right? There's no, mon-
2: there's no monitoring. No, I mean, I, I, no. I can't think of any in particular, but no,
0: no, but I mean, I'm sure there's been rough situations
2: and there's nothing. I mean, it's the indies. There's no, there's
0: no overseeing, you know, who you're going to complain to. And that's where you just go to some message board and honestly, and, and start, you know, railing against people, you know, and, uh, <laughs> Oh, well, oh, but I'm sorry did I hit a nerve there? <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 I I, I
2: kind of cuz I I know what message board you mean. I right? don't I
0: don't know. It could be any message board, you know. Um, any message
2: board about indie wrestling. Any,
0: any yeah, any any indie wrestling message board. Message board. <laughs> um, but you know, but, but but then, you know, what does that do? You know, it it doesn't yeah. help anybody, you know, versus, you know, any other situation. All you can do is say don't train with these guys you know and share <laughs> your story true. and, and oh, hope you, it gets out there there it, are no yelp to... reviews for indie training schools no there that are. i'm aware you of just, if you, there you is is help. there i would love it did, did, did you hey did you indie yelp your uh yeah yeah El- Elp? oh god if indie wrestling, indie, companies were indie yelp. wrestling yelp we're starting oh. a new business amen we're spinning off the podcast uh, that's
2: a, that's a great and horrible idea. Give us your <laughs> review
0: of this indie wrestling promotion school or DVD production. um
2: it, I, I feel like there's some website similar like that out like it's not it's not a Yelp you know, kind of website, but like like where they have you can I, the closest I can think is a like cage match where you can like look at wrestling promotions and usually there will be like a comment section at the bottom but maybe that's an idea. Nobody listening to the show steal that idea. It's,
0: hey, I got that indiewrestling.us. Maybe that's what we can spin it into. Yeah. There you so, go. There you go. There you go. Indie. Indie Yelp. Oh, somebody bought that dot com. I'm already too late. Um, anyways, I will Yelp's gonna sue the shit out of you if you do that. Anyways, I don't know. Anything else wrestling going on? Uh I know PWX has a show this weekend here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh PWXTV.com. If you want to go check that out, and they got a lot of videos online, just yo, know, promoting the local guy. Saint Paddy's Knight of Champions, if you want to check that out. Uh great guys like Vince La- or Vince Rus- Chris LaRusso <laughs> (laughs) So, who's been popping up of course on uh ring of honor tv lately uh what kato's in here must be part of his retirement tour uh g raver a friend of the show super beast who i think just had a scaffold match which i still need to figure out how they did that in that small building at vow um (laughs) and uh all kinds of other fun stuff there so that's in the pittsburgh area if you're in the area there or watch their stuff online on youtube and stuff PWX TV. Dot com uh i don't know what else is there what they started a new show again that's interesting <laughs> Wepa. now they are on episode three of steel city tv this is like the third reboot i've seen of their television show um i don't know oh and it's running tuesdays up against podcast day thanks a lot guys.
2: of course why clear. I, I, this is another
0: i just because i just saw him on here alex, alex daniel um he he's one of uh, Johnny Gargano. He is one of Johnny Gargano's. Uh, well, I saw him in an opening match with Chris Chris Larusso at uh, yeah. Let's we'll see, we'll see some cool some cool stuff here. Uh, open yeah. He was in the opening match of VOW last month uh, with Chris Larusso, uh, and I know I've seen him in the past up there too. Uh, but he is also in a three way with uh, Dravico Dravico. Uh, he's a, who's an IWC uh, school grad recently, uh, and Chris. Uh, I'm sorry, God, names tonight, Colin Delaney. Um, yeah. look, look out for this kid. Uh, he's freaking
2: awesome. Um, he, a also, really cool guy. he also works a lot for AIW. Uh, yeah. uh, I know he was in a tag match with uh, Gargano and uh, Josh Prohibition against the dudes on TV, Yeah, uh, which is Roe, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ethan Carter, and uh, DJ Z. So yeah, I, I always hear really good things about him. So he, he's definitely one that I've seen pop up a bit more often. Just just every once
0: in a while. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got to talk to him a little bit. Real cool dude. Um and uh a really good matchup there as part of that the Cage Clearfield, Cage Combat and Clearfield. Oh boy. <laughs> I am so sorry this is the last show I do. So much alliteration. So much alliteration. I'm popping through here. See there's anybody else that pops out of here. Everybody can I point this out? Uh everybody has um Green Lantern tights. Really? Like I, I, I you, you probably don't notice because you probably don't notice the insignias. But if you've read Blackest Night or read some Green Lantern, and there's like the different colors uh, rings, and so many times I see them on people's tights. I just saw the blue one on on some guy's tights randomly. Uh, uh, Palace used to have one on 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 his tights, um, but uh, it, it pops up a lot. Um, Zelda insignias do too, but um, I appreciate yeah, I, that. I can see that. I can see that happening a lot. So, um, I don't know. Anything else coming up that's on your radar? Uh,
2: there's uh, obviously, you know, indie wrestling ever. Uh, the one that I can think of that's in Texas that I think you should check out uh, if you're in the Houston area is for uh, Lone Star Championship Wrestling. Uh, they have an event uh, this Friday, March 13th. Uh, the uh, big big sort of name is that Cole Cabana has been signed to uh, be at that event. Uh, so, uh, he will be in action. Also, just signed, I think, today... Uh, friend of the show, friend two friends of the show, uh, Ray Rowe taking on Keith Lee, which I think is a dream match of all sorts, uh, because Keith Lee is giant and Ray Rowe is giant, and they are very powerful men. Uh, so uh, I think you would definitely, if you're in Houston, I would encourage you to check that out. That's uh, Lone Star Championship Wrestling. Uh, I believe it's uh, I can't remember what the URL is, but it's uh, I think it's lscwrestling.com. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and also, but you can also search on Facebook. Lone Star, Lone Star. Oh God, Lone Star Championship Wrestling. And it's like the cage combat in Clearfield with me. I, it's, <laughs> it, it's difficult. Wrestling games are difficult. Uh, but go check them out because uh, uh, they're really good guys,
0: uh, and you should definitely support them. I'm gonna pull out, out the random Nate Stein indie wrestling upcoming events email, and I found SoCalWrestling.com.
2: <laughs> Let's take an I,
0: I think they're in Oceanside, California at the Oceanside Boys and Girls Cup uh club they have a show Saturday March 14th because I know I not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I again just kind of looking out there. They got some YouTube stuff uh going on. So let's take a look at this. I'm very randomly checking out what SoCal Pro is about. Uh, they got a curious uh looking group of wrestlers there. Um this was my problem. You know, there was the idea of like, hey, we should move to California. I'm like no I don't know what wrestling is like in California. Well, I like.
2: There's this, I, there's, uh, I don't there's know. I, I
0: don't know how you feel about your Texas stuff, but I I like my uh, my Northeast style wrestling. I don't know what I could do. I don't know how, how I feel about. Uh,
2: I would love. I honestly, I would love to see Sword at a PWG show, because from what I hear, it is just so. I would love Out the of beat. the north, everyone's like standing, like drinking like pitchers of beer, and like people are diving on you and, and they may dive on you and they may very well may hit you because you're so packed in. But uh, yeah, I would love to see Sorg in that environment and see how he handles
0: it. Let me see how it handles it. You realize I am a frequenter of the, uh, uh, insane clown posse that shows. Is, that is true. I mean, is it basically I, I, I the wrestling version of an that. ICP show? Because, because know, that is say, my I don't know jam. I similar
2: it would be to The Gathering, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? You may even stop into a, a local celebrity at a PWG show too, which is kind of kind of crazy. I know Ronda Rousey and nice. uh, her crew was there for a recent show. So, yeah, I I, I really want to see you like in that because it's so like. Mm-hmm. Like the definition of indie, wrestling, if, if, if I'm ever, of indie wrestling.
0: If I'm ever lucky enough that it, it looks like uh, my California visits are going to be a yearly holiday event, uh, if there's ever like a PWG show, and it's still five hours away, mind you, from where I yeah. would be, uh, but I would definitely uh, try to arrange something. Maybe we can meet up with our boy Alex out there in uh, in the Long Beach area, and uh, and, and do something there. So. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I still got to go to Texas for one. No, oh, yeah, no, so. you
2: should come. Your te- Texas should be your priority in, <laughs> in, in this whole scenario. Uh, well let, let's be real. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, Indy is a multifaceted uh, thing uh, throughout you know the whole United States. It's different everywhere. So
0: and the dog agrees. Wait a minute, are you? Hey. Wait,
2: are you in Corpus Christi?
0: I am in Corpus Christi. I've been <laughs> announcing you from San Antonio all night long. I
2: just go with it. <laughs> I just go with it. <laughs> like, there's no dogs in your dorm room. What? By way, by way of Corpus Christi, they were they have been quiet for most of this most of this uh, podcast. Oh,
0: all is revealed. All is revealed. All right, on that note, there's nothing else. Nothing I can think of. All right, we've been. Talking indie wrestling. Always oh, a good time. Good to get back into the groove with you here, Eamon, talking some wrestling. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the but we 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 carried on without you. I'm really glad we did. Um, we ca- gotta keep the streak alive uh, so like I said in the future we're going to be talking to uh, we're scheduled to talk to Pedro DeLuca who's actually the announcer here a uh, very great announcer we can maybe talk about the origin of Keish, Um and uh, keeping that alive and uh, he is um, I-, I-, I can tell he's a huge 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 wrestling fan when we just start talking wrestling I think he's going to have a lot of fun with us um, and I understand he has a pretty incredible wrestling collection as well Uh, From what I'm told. Um, And also, uh, we're scheduled in two weeks to talk with Justin Plummer. Now, we've had him on the show before. But before, I even had an inkling that he was going to be taking over the damn company and becoming my boss. So there's that. So uh, two shows in. We're going to see if he still has the shine of (laughs) being a promoter. Uh, If he's still got the positive outlook two months in. Um and or if his his dreams have been squandered, Uh no, that's not a way to put it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it'd be interesting as a new promoter learning the ropes of a very established company. Um, and he's at least the actually I think he's the fourth owner of IWC.
2: Numero quattro. See how that works out.
0: Yep, lucky number four. Lucky number. <laughs> Or whatever that is, so we'll be talking with him, and whoever I am gets in between there. Definitely. um you' have to get somebody very special for Wrestlemania week
2: we will i I'll have to think of someone 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 that lives up to
0: that week you know who I've been bugging you to get yes, so yes, i won't I won't put you on the spot here, but i it would think be really cool um but anyways. On that note, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Amen. and too 2 please, on the Twitter, InspireProWrestling.com, PittsburghWrestling.com, SorgatronMedia.com, I'm at MikeSorg.com, and you can find all the things I do from there and at Sorgatron on the Twitters. Uh, WrestlingMamShow.com is where all the shows live and all the links so you can subscribe to us, video and audio versions all over the place. WrestlingMamShow on Facebook, the Facebook group where we have a lot of conversation and Google+, Plus at MAMShow on the Twitters. And, uh... That's all I got. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Support some indie
1: wrestling.
0: Joe is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Do you like professional wrestling? Once your discussions, no holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle.